time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. And Vaughn, Gordon and I were talking about this earlier, but did you watch the footage of the Kentucky Derby on the weekend? I usually do, but uh, I only heard about it after the fact from my horse-owning daughter who said, you got to see this thing, so I did. And, uh, yeah, I agree with the view out there that it's got to be one of the most right. exciting horse races ever. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> I watched it over and, and over. I agree with you. That aerial shot is the, is the killer one. It's like you really see this navigating through traffic. You really do. I know. I do like, point out one thing. Yep. Uh, Secretariat still holds the track record there, and um, based on Secretariat's uh, running time, he would have finished 3.2 seconds ahead of Rich Strike. Now, in fairness, Secretariat was rarely running through traffic. <laughs> that, and that was a lot of traffic that Rich yeah, Strike ran through yeah. to get to the front of the pack. It was yeah. amazing. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed another sporting event than I your know, usual Indy hey, 500. You know, the big one's coming up, eh, Simi? I know. I think of you go, every time, Vaughn, I see Oops. that, I think of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big weekend for Vaughn when that happens. Vaughn's still there? Nope. See, Vaughn left and we lost him on the phone. So we're going to have to get him back up there for a second. But yes, if you didn't know, Vaughn loves one sporting event every year, and that is the Indianapolis 500. So yes, he definitely enjoys that a lot. Now, there is a lot for us to talk about with Vaughn this morning, especially the fact that the BCGEU has actually scheduled a strike vote which is something that has been feared as the government negotiations continue. But we're going to get into that now with Vaughn. Vaughn, we got you back. Good. good. Okay, good. Hey, I start talking about uh, sports and suddenly everyone's attention wanders. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about something political then. Let's talk about this BCGEU strike vote. Now, how did we get here? Okay, so the talks have been at an impasse for the better part of a month. Uh, the government, um, you know, the, the government's got all these contracts to negotiate, and the government goes in with what they call a mandate, which is, means the pay offer approved by the cabinet. And in this case, the union took one look at it and said, oh, come on, You're, you've got to be kidding. Said, okay, we'll sweeten it. So they came back with a sweetened offer, and the union looked at that and said, Come on, you're kidding. So the talks have really gone nowhere on the pay issue. Uh, By the big numbers, the union wants to keep up with inflation. It doesn't want its members to take a pay cut. So they're saying they want 5% this year and 5% or cost of living protection in a second year. So, And they're looking at an inflation rate right now that, well, most recent numbers, it's almost 7%. So that's the union position. The government's last reported offer was three years at roughly what the unions settled for the last time in pre-inflation days. So roughly 2% a year for each of three years with a $1,000 signing bonus. The unions have declared that to be a complete non-starter, and they warned that uh, it was meant they were going to have to start taking a strike vote. They announced last week that they are now scheduling the strike vote. So it's big union spread all over the province, Simi, so the voting starts Monday, uh, next Monday, and it runs for a month to, well, the middle of June. So that's where things stand. Um, this is a union that hasn't gone on strike very much. I think the last serious strike was about 12 years ago. So they're also telling their members, many of whom are new, hey, you need to give us a big strike vote because the stronger the support for a strike 
the more likely the government will be persuaded to take us seriously. And so the bigger the yes, let's go on strike vote, the less likely the union is to go on strike. That's sort of how it works. Okay. And so as the strike vote is happening, as they're doing this, will they continue negotiations or no? Yeah, they have to negotiate one major, major thing, and that's essential services. So because... um, Every worker thinks their job is is essential, but we have laws for like public sector strikes where there are some services that are essential for the public. So the way it works is the government says, we think these jobs are essential and we suggest or, or say or recommend that people keep working in those positions. And we don't think these other jobs are all that essential, uh, you know, critical in the short run. And so... Those aren't essential. And the union, of course, tries to get as many of its members designated as essential as possible so they continue to get paid. That right. goes back and forth. That Those talks are going on now, Simi. The union says they hope to have them finished by the time the votes are in on June 17. They say, however, that the way the law works is if the two sides can't agree on what is essential, that goes to the Labor Relations Board. Um, I expect some people out there were wondering what's going to happen to the liquor stores, the cannabis store, and the liquor warehouse. Um, I would be surprised if those are designated as essential. They are one of the main pressure points where uh, a GEU strike will put pressure on the government. And, of course, both from the public, from business, which gets its supplies out of the liquor store, uh, the liquor warehouse, and also um, from government itself. That's a big major revenue stream for government, the liquor stores. Okay, let's also talk about the gas price situation because nobody can avoid that this morning. We are at record, once again, high prices. So I would assume that with that, the pressure would resume on the provincial government. Well, the government's already dealt with it if you talk to the government. Uh, the, the listener who's just paid for a fill-up may not want to hear this part. Cover your ears. But the government's line on this, Simi, is we dealt with it, right? First of all, we're giving you a rebate, $110 uh, through ICBC. That's your rebate. And also, the government ordered an independent public inquiry into why gasoline prices are so high in British Columbia, and it got the answer back, and the independent BC Utilities Commission is dealing with it. That's it? That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't offer much comfort to people. Uh, not to me, in my view. So the the problem with the BCGE, sorry, the BCUC, the Utilities Commission review, is that the Utilities Commission is not doing this as a rush job. They reported back, the, the, the inquiry was ordered three years ago. Last month, they reported back to the, to the cabinet with their latest report on why gasoline prices are so high in BC and what can be done about it. That report was kept confidential. They haven't released all the stuff to the government, to the public. But what they did release was a call for more research and more surveys. So the commission is independent. It doesn't have the answer yet. And there, as we can tell, they want to do more work on it. So... You know, I'm sure that counsels patience to the public. As for the rebate, so, you know, it's 110 bucks. so what? If you shop around, that'll buy you, what, 50 liters of fuel. Um, the checks go out. When you get your check works this way. If you paid for your insurance by direct deposit, you should be getting the check into your bank account, the amount into your bank account this month. 
you paid on your credit card, you should get a refund on your credit card later this month or early next. If you paid ICBC by check, they say your check, $110, will be in the mail by the end of July. End of July? That's what they say. So that's it then. So they're just going to not say, okay, we've dealt with this, we're moving on. The reason ICBC can do this is because you overpaid for your auto insurance in the first place. ICBC is flush with cash after years of bad management of the liberals. The New Democrats have done a good job putting it on a money footing. But really, if they can afford to give you back 110 bucks, it's because, and they can, it's because you overpaid for your insurance in the first place. So it's not really any, it's got really nothing to do with gasoline prices, but this is a way of the government saying, well, we're easing some of the pain. Right, but I'm sure they thought that, okay, this they had dealt with this and it was over, but now yeah. here we are again with oh, record yeah. prices and the public doesn't work like that. Yeah, no, no, and look, and I mean, every time we talk about this, I hear from people who say, well, come on, you're being unfair. How can, what, how, what can a provincial government do about gasoline prices? Well, the point is, John Horgan said he was going to do something about it. He started talking about doing something about it four years ago. He ordered an inquiry that was supposed to do something about it three years ago, and he insisted insists that the inquiry produced answers that now address the problem. But the person who's paying for a fill-up this morning is going to go like, this doesn't add up. And I would say the person paying for a fill-up is right. The government has not done anything about it. The premier talked a very good line on it, but he didn't deliver the goods. That is true. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye.